0: sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com
1: we're here 24 hours a day seven days a week 52 weeks a year don't believe us never turn us off you'll see Keep listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. And away we go, Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP studios in Vegas on the Sports Grid Radio Network, and Sirius Channel 204. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, we're thrilled to be with you. Hey, just a a quick footnote for the folks, if you're out and about heading home, uh, you're driving locally, hit the big windstorm over the weekend. A little issue with the tower, but you can go to KSHP.com. Signals clean as a whistle. (laughs) Stevie's uh, dulcet tones sound dulcet. <clears throat> uh, on the website kshp.com. Probably,
2: I'm probably the one thing on the website that doesn't <laughs>
1: sound good. This weather was nuts. I'm telling you that these bad, two big storms, one a couple weeks ago, that thing came flying through here, and what they're going through in Texas continues to be just an awful situation. And and I, I believe me, I've been down that road. I, I mentioned a story yesterday. Um, we were without power for a week once after a big snowstorm, like a seven footer. And then it was 60 degrees the next day, and all the trees and power lines came down. And it it was it was a big thing. I mean, we had a generator. We were lucky we had a generator. But it is, I mean, those poor people. That's not good. And the polar vortex situation
2: apparently moving east. So uh, the the Dallas game uh, with Tampa tonight uh, in the NHL has has been postponed. So they're still having issues in Texas, but it's also moving east. I was talking to a friend of mine in North Carolina. They were looking at an ice storm overnight last night. And previous to that, uh, last week, they had this tornado roll through. So, so the East Coast is also uh, getting hit uh, by this uh, polar vortex reaction. So look for some games maybe to be postponed all, along those lines, uh, You know, be it college basketball or NHL or NBA or whatever, on the East Coast as well. Believe me, it
1: gets cold here. The morning and the nights are cold. I mean, real cold will make people really not like us. Next week, did you see was it mid, 70s? mid mid 70s. Oh, nice. Next week. So hopefully we're turning a corner which means the folks heading east of us maybe we're turning a corner. I only care about me. That's mean. I just care I, about your fellow man. I want it warm
2: now for me. I moved down here so I can, I, I and the older I get, Brian, the the more my Muscles and bones, man, just love
1: that warm weather. Yeah, we are such babies. I mean, your, bl- your blood thins out, whatever, your body change. I am – I can't stand. Honestly, I love it here. But, I mean, January, February. I'm with you. January and February. Right. December's not hideous. It's only a two-month thing. But I got news for you. As cold as it gets in the morning and night, g- give me some snow. You know what I I do
2: not like November through February here. I I'm, I'm even a bigger baby than you apparently. I those 4 months I just and it's not it got, comparatively to what other people in in this nation and and we're we're hockey fans so we know all about Canada what Canada goes through in in those months not not even close it's night and day but I still don't
1: like it. Yeah, I hear you man. So the big news in the NFL Carson Wentz to the Colts a third-round pick and a second-round conditional pick that likely turns into a one. So Frank Reich gets his man, and I'm sure he's convinced he can make that work, replacing Phillip Rivers. Phillies got the quarterback, they think. Maybe they even draft another one. We'll see. But the big thing was, clearly they weren't going to go down that road with once again, and the contract was a train wreck and believe me, you can get stuck and saddled with a contract. The return, pretty good, wouldn't you say, if you're an Eagles fan? I think Philadelphia did a fantastic job here in getting the uh, the second
2: round uh, next year, and then the, uh, I'm sorry, the third round next year, and then a conditional second in uh, in 22. I, because of Wentz's contract, I, I
1: think that's a great return for Philadelphia. In the situation for Wentz, you know, maybe, I mean, we're missing the most obvious one. I mean, clearly, Reich, knowing what he can and can't do, has had success with him. The question marks are, can he get back to what he was pre-knee injury? But honestly, Stevie, I think, and Mike Lewis was on with us from the Suncoast in the first hour on series 204. He's going to a joint that's got a good, a really good offensive line, with a running game. Philly hasn't had a running game in forever. And and weapons, and the Pittman kid is a stud. He is I we we uh, here at AM
2: 1400 KSHB carried USC football uh, year before last. And so I have listened and watched every USC football game. The, Michael Pittman is a stud, Brian. You're absolutely right. And I think he's going to be a fantastic NFL receiver. I I think what Frank Wright really really needs to work on with Wentz is between his ears. I I think he needs to get over mentally the injury and and the after effects of that. And if there's a guy that can do it, it's Frank Wright.
1: All right. We're racing towards the weekend. Don't forget our friends at John Smith Subs 9701 West Flamingo on Friday. All the six-inch subs, only five bucks. That's a screaming deal. And our friends at Oasis 4955 South Decatur. They got all the TVs in there. And now more folks can go in there. The percentage is going up, socially distanced, but the great gaming promotions, it's a great place. Oasis, 4955 South Decatur, and the banquet room for your baseball hot stove dress. We love talking to Bruce Marshall. That is coming up next right here on Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204 from the KSHP Studios in Las Vegas.
2: How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a main satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill
3: 800-933-2162 800-933-2162 800-933-2162 that's 800-933-2162
1: believe it or not you can listen too much to us Get to know
2: your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she
1: told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back in Vegas, Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slap. He's one of our favorite guests. Let's not waste time. He was out of town for a while. Glad to have him back. Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. Hello, Bruce. How you doing, bud? Hey, Brian, pretty good, man. How are you? Good. We're hanging in there, just trying to get games in across the board. Uh, now we got the weather that's factoring it into this stuff. Crazy.
3: This is good old fashioned postponement. Uh, yeah. You know, blizzards <laughs> and, and things like that. So anything to make us feel a little bit normal, even if, although, uh <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't want to be down where it's getting really cold, like I because they got really cold. I know it gets cold in Texas. I didn't know when it has been really cold but not as close as it was
1: this week. By the way, I mean, there's all kinds of new things that we're starting to pay attention to. Uh, we got a new angle that we're going to have to take into account, Bruce, when we get to the weekend when the Sabres play the Devils. Uh, you've got the COVID revenge angle.
3: Yes, that's right. <laughs> right. We've got all these teams that have been off, uh, you know, a lot. I think, you know, um, we got the Flyers going tonight, too. And, you know, a lot of these teams – haven't played too badly coming off of the uh, uh, off of the, the layoff either. So uh, at least the first game back, it hasn't seemed to hurt some of these teams, and we'll see how the Flyers perform against the Rangers.
1: It, it started out that way. It was like shocking where the teams that were coming off the shelf were winning with regularity. We had three games this week, and they went one and two. Uh, the Sabers lost to the Islanders in Minnesota lost to the Kings. Yep. Uh, and the only team that won coming off the shelf, Colorado beat Vegas one, nothing. But, but uh, usually you just automatically look at the team that's been playing, but that's really not been the case.
3: Yeah, I know. They, they, they haven't, it hasn't looked any different. These teams that have missed, uh, action. Uh, so, and, and maybe just the way this season is so jumbled anyway, it's just, just going to look like that. So, We'll just have to see, but we got a full card in the NHL tonight
1: for sure. All right, well, we'll come back to that, but let me just get your take on the big story today, the Carson Wentz deal. I think the pros far outweigh the cons for the Colts in terms of, listen, if if Wright can get between Wentz's ears and he's going there with a better offensive line, good for them. They needed a quarterback, and and Philadelphia was able to rid themselves of this horrific contract if, indeed, they were going to go to Hurts.
3: Yeah, it is, but I think the bigger story. Well, there's a couple of big dangers. Yeah, Wentz resurrecting himself. Perhaps he's working with Reich. We, you know, we had heard a little bit that Reich had some questions about uh, Wentz, even though he had worked with him before in Philly. But it made too much sense the whole way. Colts need a quarterback. It's a great plot for Wentz to go and not only rehab himself, but I mean, they he's going to be expected to deliver immediately. This team thinks it's ready to win now. And they needed a quarterback after Rivers uh, retired. So, and Rivers was just a one-year guy anyway. So I think you... a bigger thing here, and Philadelphia people, and I know I got family there, and I know they are nuts. And I think they better look at themselves, bloody well look at themselves in the mirror. And the Eagles organization too, because they they made. And Howie Roseman has is his blood on his hands too, I guess. And they have hired the young coach coming in. But this shouldn't have unraveled the way it did. Uh, this guy was supposed to be your franchise quarterback. He looked like he was on his way to an MVP year. I know he's been hurt, but the way that thing unraveled there, and and, and this is just typical what can happen in Philadelphia. When it goes bad there, you're done. Uh, I mean, the fans are uh, ridiculous there. We know how they are, and it, this doesn't look good on the Eagles now. Now I well, you wonder where they're going to go from here. Your and point. Going to be hurts. Your yep.
1: your point is really well taken, in how quickly we forget. That Wentz is on the way to an MVP season. And that team went on and won a Super Bowl with falls. And then you're getting yep. a quote unquote a guy that could have been the MVP coming back into highly motivated a team that just won a Super Bowl and it's a dog's breakfast.
3: Yeah, yeah. It 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 uh, really it really was. And uh you've gotta you gotta figure, you know, something, you know, th- that, that, that unraveled so badly in Philly, the whole thing with Peterson and the way the season ended with that game against Washington. I, like I said at the time, when a football game, when the first sporting analogy uh, to a football game is the second Alley Liston fight, you know something's wrong. And, the Phantom Punch? Yeah, I mean, whatever the the Eagles did in that game against Washington and putting Sudfeld in, and it left such a bad taste. I mean, it was a that was, I think, the biggest stain in the NFL in years. And then Peterson took the ball. I, I I can't. I I don't know that he was responsible really for that. I guess yeah. I mean, he was acting upon orders. I think from above. That's what what we hear can't confirm that for sure but it was so distasteful and that's another thing too i mean that it was just the way that thing unraveled there uh i you know if i'm a player you know you know going there i i mean Bryce Harper is thinking about was this really worth it coming up to philadelphia you know and these fans they're turn they're going to turn on him this year now for the Phillies you know it's just a it's a it's a uh, it's a uh, caustic environment i guess you could say in philadelphia we know that and sports guys that just keep we keep getting reminded of it uh almost every year and uh, when since the lights.
2: so the first domino has fallen bruce usually in the nfl offseason one move begets another what's the next move is it jj watt is it something in seattle or green bay to appease the quarterbacks there is it uh, Derek watson what what's coming up next bruce
3: well i think uh keeping on the deshaun watson thing and uh what goes there The the Texans look like they're digging their heels in. Um, if, but it looks to me like this is a high-stakes game of chicken that the Texans are playing with Watson. And if he is really serious about, I don't want a player for these guys that's done, and they're saying, no, you got a contract, it's only going to hurt the Texans long-term. If, if Watson is checked out mentally from that organization, when, when that happens, you rarely see a guy get pulled back in. So, uh, we'll see. I mean, if, if Houston is acting as stubborn as it sounds right now, Watson sounds like he might just sit out the whole year. Yeah, heck with you guys. Find me all you want. I'm not playing. Um, so, I think that's the next one. Some of the other ones, yeah, Watt, that's going to be interesting. That, you're going to see that, I think, resolved before the Watson thing. There's some other wild rumors out there. I mean, Russell Wilson dropped a little hint. You know, like, I'm not too happy with the way things are going up in Seattle. He, i mean he's signed up there for a while but there's people around the league who think at some point he's going to move out of there and then there's this uh, the Rodgers thing which has sort of died down after the loss to Tampa Bay in the NFC title game but i and farm rodgers and i and i looked at that at that coach with his smirk after the game talking you know that Lafleur's strategy was so flawed late in that game I wonder how you know Rogers even wants to look at, at his coach anymore. Much less play for him. Uh, that's died down a little bit. And you know, I mean, he's uh, they, they'd have to really do some move maneuvering. One other maneuver: watch Matt Ryan is a guy possibly be on the move. There's some contract things there that would be. A, you'd have to fit some contract things in there. He's he's very high priced, but he could still be on the move. San Francisco could get involved still. Kyle Sh- uh, Shanahan is there we know as a coach, so I would. Keep an eye on that situation as well.
1: Give me about a minute on this, Bruce, but put your Kreskin cap on. If he doesn't sit out and the, and the deal is done, who wins out? Where, where do you think Watson lands?
3: Miami, um, because I think the Dolphins, uh, it, possibly New York, but Miami has a draft capital. If this if it happens before the draft, I think it would be Miami uh, because they could move some picks that Houston might want. They could even move Tua back. Although I think they are really down on Tua, and I think internally they're not saying this publicly. But from I I believe internally they might be saying this kid doesn't have it. I know it's early. But right. he's got what I call Paxton lynchitis. He just everything's a checkoff man. Looking down, check down, check down, check down. You know, so Miami, I think, would be the first spot for Watson.
1: And babe, we'll follow up on that. It was kind of a point we were talking about in the first hour. Mike Lewis was with us just about you know, the NFL and evaluating these kids based on the company they keep in college and who's right, and who's wrong and what ultimately wins out because the draft's and inexact science. We're coming right back to Vegas. Keep it right here.
0: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Back in Vegas, Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie shot. Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheets, kind enough to join us. Right out of the gate, Bruce, tell them about the Gold Sheet and all the goodies and stuff you're working on.
3: Yeah, thanks, Brian. Check us out online, goldsheet.com. Every day we're doing basketball, new publication every day. It's all online now, new format, very well received, very unique. A lot of college hoops, NBA every day, key releases, the whole thing, and our CTO fixed as well. Goldsheet.com, my picks there, also Vegas Insider and DonBest.com. And you know what? We've actually got some college football coming. Up. Uh-huh. And, uh, How about I've that? Some FCS, and I, I got a little uh, preview I think I'll put up there at the goldsheet.com as well.
1: Bruce, we were talking about the quarterbacks and the carousel. In the first hour, I want to get your take on this. You know, the NFL, where, and you were talking about Tua. The NFL, you look at quarterbacks and they, they hold their feet to the flame because of the caliber of competition they played against if they were in smaller schools. I was saying as I was watching a football life last night. Jerry Rice at Mississippi Valley State. Is he the best player that ever played? Maybe. Uh, but people thumb their nose at him because of who he played against in college. We see Mac quarterbacks that have come in and done great things. Uh, Allen played at Wyoming's, Off to a good start in his career. But you've got Tua, and then we got Lawrence coming in. These guys are surrounded by NFL talent throughout their college career. Sometimes do they fall prey to over, you know, over-evaluating these guys because they look so good? But it's think of the guys they're
3: surrounded by. Sure, I think so. We've seen that time and time and time again into the NFL and guys surrounded by lots of talent. I mean, uh, I mean uh, Alabama. I mean, uh, most of their quarterbacks here, Nick Nick Saban's run. I mean, I, I guess you know, two is the highest regarded, and we don't know about him. Maybe Hurts, although he left Alabama. But I mean, the other, I mean, Jake Coker and some of these others didn't. Uh, you know, McCarron has barely made it into the NFL. I mean, he's still hanging around. But uh, you know, USC had a lot of these guys that were featured. You know, um, you know, Leinart didn't cut it. You know, and, you know, many of them didn't. So it's. Um, yeah, you can get over overvalued, and uh, you, you find that uh lesser. I mean, we talked about Wentz a second ago, you know, FCS at the North Dakota State. Heck, uh, Walter Payton was from Jackson State, and they named the Heisman Trophy of FCS after him. So we know kids, guys can come up from the, uh, the lower levels and, and achieve just fine. That's why this uh, the North Dakota State quarterback, who, by the way, is skipping the spring season, uh, Trey Lance, very well regarded, maybe a first-round pick. Uh, another uh, guy from the FCS ranks, but I also think they overanalyze this stuff sometimes. And I w- go back here, and all of a sudden you now Ty- Kyle Trask had a few games, and you know, didn't play as well, and maybe he's downgraded. and He and Books downgraded a bit. The NFL guys make so many bloody mistakes with their quarterbacks and, and how they evaluate them. Um, that's why I never, you know, what what happens on draft day. You know, I'm, I'm I'm always reluctant to say a team made a great pick or a team blew it. Uh, because so often it turns out differently than originally planned.
2: Hey, Bruce, you mentioned a uh, lynch-itis with, uh, with Tua, which I think he needs to get looked at immediately, no matter what medical plan he's on. That sounds serious. But I noticed the same thing about him. And, and to, but to me, I have a feeling like he can't throw the ball downfield. Is that something that can be worked on if that's the case? To, 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 or do you either have an arm or you don't have an arm?
3: Uh, good question, Stevie. I don't know. Um, you know, to me, you know, Tua had a couple of serious, especially the second injury, that hip thing. Uh, now, maybe I was being a little too harsh on him. Uh, in, in that His mobility was limited more than it was at Alabama. And I think that's one part of it that maybe we should consider with him. So maybe he just was so, he made a lot of plays on the move at Alabama where he either could run or he throw downfield on the move. We just didn't see hardly any of that with Miami. All he did was stand back in the pocket. He didn't move as much and he was just dumping the ball short, check down after check down. So I wonder if part of that had to do, maybe he's a little bit damaged goods. Maybe that, that you know, he just wasn't moving as well as he did at Alabama. And I hope he'll be a year beyond that in this coming season. But, you're right. I think there's, there's some other things there. I don't know about his arm strength, uh, and, but it seems to be more of a decision thing. There was nothing more illustrative for Miami than that game with the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium when that offense was just couldn't really move much with, with uh, Tua. And just in time, Brian Flores put Fitzpatrick Fitz, uh, in the game, and all of a sudden he, he started throwing the ball downfield. It was like the difference was night and day. They don't come close to winning that game if Tua they's in there. They win it with Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick would have played in that last game, you know, at, at Buffalo if if uh, if he could have. But uh, you know, he was out, and they had to go back to Tua, and they got whipped. So I think hand-running's on the wall. I think for for Miami, even early this in his career. Funny, Tua. I mean,
1: you, you, honestly, I mean, greatest story is the Browns, where you make make a real serious case that if Fitzpatrick, they never pulled the plug on him, Miami could have been in the playoffs.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they could have been. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess he got that, you know, the COVID in the last week there. But I, you know, if I'm Miami and I'm there, I'm saying, do we really, is two are really going to be our guy? By me, I, you know, that that's what got Paxton Lynch run out of the NFL. He just couldn't ever throw a pass downfield. And I think they're worried about that with Miami. You just can't be a winning NFL quarterback if all you do is throw four or five-yard passes, and that's basically all he was doing in his rookie year.
1: All right, Bruce, we got uh, a small menu in the NBA tonight. How about uh, some of the things you've been noticing of late?
3: Yeah, some um, on the totals, uh, there's some streaky things going on here. I mean, Sacramento recently looked like it was revived, and all of a sudden, now the Kings are backing up. This uh, Brooklyn game with the Lakers, are very interesting tonight, obviously, because the feature guys there. Uh, Davis hurting for the Lakers now. That's something they got to watch. Uh, you know, Katie has been out recently with uh, Brooklyn, but the Nets come in here. I mean, some of these totals trends in the NBA are really something. The Nets, uh, New Orleans is on one of these over trends too, but the Nets are, are 21 and 3 to be over in their last 24 games. I mean, they're putting prices up. They put that one in the 240s last night uh, or recently, earlier this week. It, they still went over. Uh, This one's in the low 230s with the Lakers tonight. I don't think that's high enough. Lakers generally don't play those sorts of back-and-forth games. Brooklyn is just changing every game because these guys can't wait to shoot, and they draw everybody into that sort of a game. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, you ride some of these trends that you see, and that's about the strongest total trend I've seen in a while in the NBA. So I keep riding that with the nets and the over until it changes.
1: Bruce, the Heat were a monster in the bubble and injuries derailed their chance maybe to win the whole thing. And they've had injuries this year as well. Eleven and seventeen, had a lead last night at Golden State, let it get away, lost in overtime. They've lost three in a row, six games below five hundred. I mean the good news is only two games out of eighth.
3: But is this Heat team close to getting rolling again? They got to get uh, everybody not only got to everybody back in the lineup, but for a while to have them play together because they just have had so many problems getting a full roster out there. I I do think they're gonna they're they're gonna have trouble replicating what they did in the bubble. They were one of the teams that handled the bubble very well, um, and the Lakers certainly did also. It was a very unique sort of a set of circumstances. I mean, some teams. I mean the Clippers living that close to one another, they, they, something didn't work with them, and Milwaukee got distracted by other things. So bubble ball was a little bit different, and uh, it's not the same for Miami now, and they've had guys out. So I would, you know, wait on on them. Keep an eye on Toronto playing another game uh, with Milwaukee. Uh, Toronto is, but by, by the way, they are encamped in, in Tampa for the rest of the season. That's their home. Now they aren't Toronto. They've just got Toronto on their shirts, but they're staying in Tampa. And who knows how much of a distraction that was early? They've started to play a little bit better. They beat the Bucks again the other night. Uh, so we'll see what happens in the rematch tonight. The Bucks have been a little bit squirrely here, so I and you know, they haven't been quite. They haven't quite switched gears yet. That's another interesting one uh, here tonight.
1: Bruce, how good are they? The Tootsie Roll the Jazz are on right now.
3: I think they're really good. Because there was a pretty good defensive uh, emphasis ingrained into that whole operation with the Jazz. You add in what they're doing with their three-point shooting this year, which is at this pace the best three-point shooting team in basketball and pro basketball history. Um, and they keep that up, they're going to be—they're uh, the team to beat. And uh, now they've got to stay healthy. They've had problems in the past keeping all these guys in one piece. But the way they're shooting threes, you've got go-to scorers there. I mean, Mitchell is fantastic to keep Gobert healthy. And all the other pieces are just hitting on such all you know all cylinders are hitting right now. I think they are the team to beat. One other note, if Anthony Davis is – if they are really worried about him at the Lakers now, they don't want to risk him, uh, you know, getting – re-injuring or getting hurt worse he'll be out for a while if they don't have davis the lakers aren't going to repeat and i'm not sure they do even if he's there but you can forget it if he's not there so keep that in mind uh if you're wondering why the lakers might be over cautious with him you know right now they'd say we we take going in the playoffs as the eighth seed if we know we have davis rather than going in as the first seed uh without davis and uh Besides, home court, who knows what that means this year anyway, but that's another situation to watch in the West.
1: All right, Bruce Marshall's a fountain of information from the gold sheet. We're going to call on that fountain to turn our attention to College hoops. Stevie. little NHL chat coming up next segment right here on Sportsbook Radio in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, follow me on Twitter, Brian Blessing. Follow Stevie at Stevie Slapshot. Bruce Marshall's our guest. We'll take a very brief respite. come back on serious Channel 204. Back in Las Vegas, Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204 from the KSHP Studios in Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We are joined today by Bruce Marshall, our good friend from the Gold Sheet, those folks out of town that don't know. Bruce Marshall's kind of like Northern Dancer. He's got grandkids all over the place. Well, you just went to another one's birthday?
3: Yeah, up uh, to the Bay Area last weekend. Luke turned three (laughs) last weekend, but we had... All the boys up there, and, uh, but uh, that's not an easy drive from Vegas to the, uh, <laughs> the Bay Area, as you know. But uh, yeah, we did it because uh, our time coming back. But yeah. and got another by number six is coming uh, <laughs> in the so uh, that that might do it for a while. Tell me you're just coming. tell me you're
1: just recycling all the baby clothes and just shifting them from family to family.
3: Yeah, yeah, we are, and they. Uh, that, uh, they I knew they'd come in handy keeping all these things along with my collection of uh, my wife keeps all that stuff and I have all the silly sports memorabilia but the, she has the meaningful stuff like baby course.
1: How about the college hardwoods Bruce you do a great job on that We're racing towards the end of the conference tournaments the big dance and wondering you know how they're gonna get through this but what are you looking for here in the next little bit?
3: Well, uh, it's hard. You know, I, I found it harder to look forward to the big dances here because it's it's just hard to figure out how the the selection committee is going to rate a lot of these teams and leagues, especially the mid majors, without too much uh, non conference action, or certainly not like usual. So I don't know how they're going to rate some of these, uh, rate everything here, and 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 uh, how the at large pool is going to look. But we are steaming forward and uh, I think it's actually probably a good idea to do the tournament with the way they're doing it in, uh, in and around Indianapolis. I think that makes sense, so I'm I'm okay with all that. As for uh, tonight, it's a big mid-major night, and somebody said, yeah, mid-majors plus the Pac-12, and I said, that might include the Pac-12. I'm not sure the Pac-12 <laughs> is any better <laughs> than mid-majors, but there's a few of interest tonight. There's a couple of games in the Pac-12 up in Washington State tonight. Speaking of Washington State, they're hosting Cal. They hope their top scorer, Isaac Bonanton, the guard who missed the Monday game against Washington, will be available tonight. If he's there, they'll beat Cal, I think, at home. Stanford is kind of interesting. They're at Seattle tonight against the Huskies, who upset Washington State on Monday night, but it's been a bad year for Mike Hopkins in Seattle. It's all caught up with Washington, all the one-and-dones of recent years. And their top scorer, Quaddy Green, the former Kentucky transfer actually missed the game on Monday and they won. Go figure. Stanford, though, has gotten healthier. With their top two players, or two of their top three players, Davis and the freshman Williams, have come back. They are sort of on the big dance cut line. Big game for Stanford tonight. My favorite game tonight, though, is probably in the Ohio, Ohio Valley, where Belmont has now become the talk of Nashville. Even at Ernest Tubbs' record shop on Broadway, they're talking about the Belmont Bruins and their 19 game straight-up Wednesday, They are not talking about the Predators anymore because they're so bloody dull. And they're certainly not talking about Vanderbilt. So they're talking about Belmont. They play Jacksonville State tonight. This will be a good game in Nashville. And I think the total is way too low. It's about
1: Oh, thank you. You're my hero, Bruce. I, I was just going to – of all the college basketball games tonight, I landed on two of them. And mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about the other one. But of all the games I landed on – I've got the over in the Jacksonville State Belmont game, and this is the one you throw out. I swear to you, as God is my witness, that should be a track meet.
3: Well, it should. I mean, they, and they went 98-91 first game. And, you know, Belmont's about this, the seventh best scoring team in the country, about 84 per game. Jacksonville State will give it a go tonight. They thought they should have beat them the first time. And they they've, they're on a hot streak right now. They won four straight, covered those all by double digits. And this game, like I said, went 189 the first time they played. So they they should clear that tonight, I think, pretty handily. That'll be a good game to watch. So I would watch uh, that one in the Ohio Valley for sure tonight. Uh, one in the big sky, maybe watch uh, Weaver State. They throw some heavy leather. They, this is the only team other than Baylor in the top ten national scoring offense, field goal percentage, and three-point accuracy. They can score Northern Arizona is very erratic. I think Weber State, with a bunch of transfers there, uh, really nice job Randy Ray, the veteran coach, has done. I think they take it out on Northern Arizona and let them have it pretty good in August.
1: And the other one I I was taking a peek at, and I, I had a feeling, you know, Ohio State, you're wondering if there's not a trap door in front of them tonight. They're at Penn State, who can be really pedestrian and dull at times, that numbers come down from seven to four and a half. Ohio State on the road, but I'm looking at the total at 146. Bruce, you, you, Penn State's a little hard to trust, but the first matchup between these two was 83-79, and I, th- I think Penn State could be feeling their oats a little bit. Clearly, you know Ohio State at 17 and four is kind of the stud here, but we know what those weeknight games can be like. Uh, you know, high prof- high profile weeknight game.
3: Yeah, and I, I wonder if that I don't think they're gonna come close to what they did uh in the first thing, although you know, they don't have to to still clear that tonight. It's only uh, you know, one forty six. But look at Penn State's recent games. I mean, they're scoring in the fifties in most of their games. So I don't think we're gonna have anything uh close tonight. Although, you know, they're kinda competitive though. And I, I don't know that I'd wanna lay the points against with Ohio State, even though the Buckeye's are winning. Uh, But uh, this is tough. The the Big Ten game to maybe look at Iowa-Wisconsin tonight, there was one maybe you could get over um, because Wisconsin, I mean, Iowa has a way of just drawing teams into that up-tempo game. Even Wisconsin could get drawn into that. And the Badgers do not have a matchup for uh, Luca Garza. A lot of teams don't in college hoops. Badgers certainly don't. So I could see that one going over tonight in the Big Ten as well.
2: Bruce you mentioned uh, the NC2A playing the uh, big dance in and around Indianapolis and I agree with you I think that's a good idea. I'm just wondering if if you've heard any uh, not edicts but if if they've been talking about what happens if and, and SMU has a covid issue right now they've canceled their uh, their next two games. So they're still dealing with this in college basketball. What what happens if a team in the tournament you know gets a couple of guys with covid? You don't have, you know, a lot of time to postpone games and you, you can maybe, you know, make one up midweek if you, if you absolutely have to. But the, then the other thing is everybody's there in Indianapolis. You don't want that thing to spread within the bubble that you've got there.
3: You're right. I mean, they're going to keep the teams separated where they stay and all. But, I mean, there's only so much they can do. They're going to be playing each other. I don't know the exact protocols for this, Stevie, but I would think if if, if a team's got a problem, that's it. That's just like losing a game. This this could end up. You could get a team. This could be like Michael Spinks when he won the gold medal in 1976. He had one fight, and everybody kept either getting sick or disqualified, or you know, you know, couldn't perform in the next fight because they were injured. You could see something like that here. I I, I think it's it'd be a surprise if all this tournament goes off without one postponement, and that could. Generate into more. They'll be very careful about that, but I don't think they'd hesitate to to uh, forfeit a game if the team has a COVID problem. I was
2: thinking the same thing, Bruce. If if somebody gets it, you got to get them out of there so it doesn't spread.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll hesitate at all. And then hockey,
1: Bruce. We're getting the rematches. A lot of standard, tried and true things have worked. There's a lot of new things we take into account, but generally, first game of new series or higher scoring. Second game, they make adjustments. They're lower scoring. The one caveat was Vegas and Colorado playing the two lower scoring games. But, oh, by the way, Marc-Andre Fleury and Grubauer are number one and two in the NHL in save percentage. So there you go.
3: Yeah, and I guess uh, we might see him on Saturday up in Lake Tahoe again. So looking forward uh, to that. Interesting card here uh, tonight. Uh, You know, Minnesota, one of those teams that came back and didn't win. The other night now goes into Anaheim uh, this evening. Um, and they're a favorite here. I I'm, I don't know. Uh, Anaheim might be worth a look there uh, to me. Um, we mentioned Nashville earlier and sort of in jest, but I'm serious. I, I, I think this thing is this team is so dull, and uh, the John Hines hire has not worked. and I'm not sure if I trust Columbus here tonight. Uh, which has been playing a lot lately. Nashville had a couple of games postponed it earlier in the week with Dallas because of weather, but I don't like what I'm seeing with Nashville right now. The Islanders look like they might have turned things around a bit. Interesting at Pittsburgh tonight. Also, Washington, that was a very big win the other night at Pittsburgh because they had been going the wrong way. They get the Sabres tonight at home, and uh, the NSEC looked pretty good in goal the other night. The Sabres are having trouble putting things together, so Washington might be ready to go on a little up. Swing here. Keep an eye on that one too.
2: I'm with young Nashville, Bruce. Uh, I've always liked Poyle, but he brought in PK Subban and ever since, and even though Subban's gone now, ever since he came, he was in that locker room. It's not been the same in Nashville, and I, I don't know what Poyle needs to do something to fix this.
3: Well, they they were really complaining. They thought Laviolette lost uh, the the power play there strategically, and they they thought, yeah, Hines will get this thing fixed. They've been worse since he came in i mean he has really not done anything with these guys and uh i i you know you you wonder i nashville's not going to make the playoffs and you got to wonder if this thing is just it's unraveled pretty quickly there and uh they just don't score enough goals and uh we'll see what happens against columbus tonight but uh i am definitely not well i've put away my nashville outfits brian (laughs) <laughs> and Stevie, in case you're interested, I haven't worn those in a while, and I don't think I will. How
1: did that team unravel that way, Bruce? They looked like they were going to be—they were built to be good for a long time.
3: I think Stevie had a point there. When they, as soon as they brought Suban in, everything—all of a sudden—sort of his stuff in the locker room. He became too much. It was a very nice family sort of an atmosphere, and you got things going there. And, and uh, uh, I don't think they—that—that that seemed to sort of do something to the clubhouse there. And uh, some of the other deals, they haven't been able to upgrade like uh, you know they thought they should have. They brought in Simmons two seasons ago at the end. He didn't help out. So some of the moves that Poyle has made lately have not worked. And he had the magic touch for a long time. But I think it's just sort of a system-wide failure there.
2: See that, Brian? Every once in a while, I come up with a nugget. Every once in a while. Mostly at lunchtime.
1: <laughs> do, you get the, do you get get six or do, a dozen? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now uh, you made me hungry. I'm, yeah, Thank I'm you. ready. It is lunchtime. Uh, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic, Bruce, It's NHL season. Final thing for you. I at least threw this out there. It Maybe it's just something to talk about. But I really wonder if the, this 56-game truncated schedule With the mental toll of being stuck in hotel rooms and and not being able to do anything, I wonder if this is actually tougher and a bigger grind on these guys than an 82-game season would be.
3: I think we'll find out um, a little bit more as we move into later March and even into April when they're going to have to jam in a lot of these games uh, to to play uh, in a really short span. And I look at team like new jersey what they got 47 games in like 68 days they're going to have to play you know i i wonder how that's going to work when we get into into march and they're going to have a lot of rescheduled games and uh they've been pretty good by the way i like blackwoods look good in goal they 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 bounce back really nice from their time off and beat the rangers the other night uh but uh you know you you wonder you know We'll see more. We'll see this stuff, and and these teams, the depth will really be tested a little bit later, though, when we get mid late March, and then we'll see when these games start piling up.
1: Bruce, always a pleasure, bud. Hopefully, if you're around, maybe we'll see you tomorrow out at Sunset Station. Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. Always thanks for the time, sir. Okay, Brian and Stevie. Thank you. Great stuff. Oh, yeah. He's a fountain of information. We love Bruce Marshall. Hey, we're coming back with Stevie's thoughts wrapping up this hour of Sportsbook Radio from Las Vegas.
0: SportsGrid.com, betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: All right, coming up at the top of the hour on the SportsGrid Radio Network, series channel 204. Scott Farrell's got you covered. Had great fun with Gabe Marenzi, Cam Stewart on their show last night. The boys will be back in action tonight. We do a hockey show with Cam Stewart and Andrew Torres Saturday night at midnight. He re Sunday morning, uh, 7 a.m. Uh, that's called Light the Lamp, so we invite you to check that out over the weekend. Locally, we got Vegas Hockey Hotline, KSHP.com. You've got the Listen Live function. Our buddy Ballpark Frank, Frank Harnish, is in the studio. We'll talk Golden Knights NHL. That's coming up locally. What do you got here to take us home, my friend?
2: Brian, if you're a professional athlete in Dallas, you can't get a game in here recently. The, uh, the game tonight between the Lightning and the Stars has been postponed, and now the Mavericks game with Houston tomorrow night has been postponed due to severe weather conditions in Houston. It, it's, the whole state of Texas, I feel so bad for those people. It's got to be grisly down there.
1: Oh, kid, no power is no joke. I've, I've been through that, I know. It is no joke. I mean, it's dangerous. And, and not it, only is it no joke, I mean, it's... And, and it's And it's brutally cold. So now you
2: can't turn your... You have no power. You can't turn your heater on, and, and it's, it's as cold as it can possibly be. I mean, it, it's hard to get water. Yeah. Yeah. So And, and like I said, this thing is moving east. I, I, again, talked to a friend of mine in North Carolina. Uh, they had a tornado touchdown last week, and they were looking at an ice storm overnight last night.
1: Yeah, listen, man, we're just excited that we can talk about games that are actually being played, but every day is craziness. Stevie works over at Don Best, does the injury reports, but you're posting scores and news and notes and updates. But half your day now is not injuries, it's just the games themselves. Right, it's it's checking, checking the schedule for that day and the next day to see who's playing and who's not playing. Tomorrow we'll be out at Sunset Station. Chuck Esposito rolls out the red carpet for us. We love heading out to Henderson and we'll be out there with Andy Isco and Bruce Marshall tomorrow on Sportsbook Radio. Steve Carp will be out there, our good friend from Simban Vegas for Vegas High. Oh, yeah. good stuff today, my friend. We're racing towards another weekend. We're gonna catch some golf. We got NASCAR this weekend. There's lots on the docket and football trades. Maybe we'll know where Sean Watson's going by tomorrow. Who knows? Good stuff. Have, Have a great bro. day, and we will be back again tomorrow.
2: of a simple choice.